Well, hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 103 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I am your host, Christina Whitlock, and I am happy, as always, to be here as your APTF. (laughs) That's Anytime Piano Teacher Friend. And to you, I just say, welcome one and welcome all. Today, I am stepping right into the thick of things and tackling a big debate in the studio music teacher community. There are few topics I hear debated as passionately amongst piano teachers as this one. (laughs) Yep, I'm talking about the value of university education for independent studio teachers. Now, I say piano teachers because, of course, that is my experience. Um, But I have to imagine that there are similar debates that happen amongst studio teachers of other instruments as well, right? I don't know. If you teach other instruments, you'll have to let me know. So the question is this. Do you need a university degree to be a, quote, qualified studio teacher? Oh, friends, (laughs) some of you are already lacing up your boxing gloves and ready to come for anyone who is taking on the opposite argument as you, right? (laughs) Well, many, many of you listening do not have music degrees, nor do you ever plan on getting them. Others of you have them, and you, rightly so, are very proud of the work that you've done to complete those degrees. But before we get into this any further, can we just all take a moment and agree that most of this debate stems from our own personal experience and our desire to feel justified in our choices? (laughs) Can we agree on that? It's like this. Teachers with a proven track record do not appreciate being treated as less than because they did not get a degree in music. No one wants to be treated as though they are less than, especially if they've been in the profession for a substantial amount of time. I mean, that's fair. Likewise, Teachers who did choose to take the time and the investment to go to school for music do not like being told that all that work was trivial or unnecessary. For those of us who put in the time in school, we too want to be respected for that commitment that we have made. So here is my take. Do you need a university degree to be a, quote, qualified studio teacher? My short answer is no. (laughs) No, you can be a very effective studio music teacher without a music degree. There are many individuals for whom this is true. The primary argument I hear bandied about here is, of course, the fact that the art of teaching is simply put, all about experience. There are many aspects of our job that you just need to do, like over and over again, (laughs) living and learning, committing to growing your skill sets for a lifetime, and all of those other things. 
And if there is an argument to be made against the university environment, it's the fact that there are some programs out there that give you a lot of information, but very little experience in your chosen field of study. So, Yes, that has proven to be an issue in some places and in some programs. We also live in a fascinating world where education and information are available to us in all kinds of places. You know, universities no longer have a lock on the learning environment. There are lots of alternatives, which is both a blessing and a curse. But more on that later. So I say all of these things to acknowledge the fact that, yes, the university environment certainly has its challenges. And yes, you can be a very effective studio teacher without any university credentials in music. But does that mean that there is not great value in the university experience? Absolutely not. And I can say with 100% certainty that my decisions to obtain a bachelor's degree in piano performance, followed by a master's degree in piano performance and pedagogy, those decisions have contributed to who I am as a person, as a musician, and as a teacher in an immeasurably positive way. Here's the thing that drives me crazy when teachers enter into this argument over university degrees. Inevitably, someone is going to say, well, I didn't even learn that much in my fill-in-the-blank class in college. (laughs) So whether that's music theory or pedagogy or whatever, someone always chimes in with how much more they learned from some other source as though shortcomings in a few class experiences just cancel out the whole point of a collegiate degree. (laughs) The true value of a university degree is the sum of the experience as a whole. One class does not make or break the worth of the endeavor. For sure, the program you choose matters in a huge way. There are pluses and minuses of every program at every university. Since your big takeaway is the sum of your whole university experience, you can't just choose a program because it exists near you, for example. I mean, you've got to do your research. It's probably important to note my views on higher education in general. If you look back to the origins of the university environment, they began as places for students to learn how to think. (laughs) They existed to expose you to different ideas and challenge the limited life experience that you had accumulated thus far. For me, I always feel like that should remain the purpose of higher education. And I approach the collegiate courses that I teach in piano pedagogy in that same manner. You know, I don't want to tell my students exactly how they should introduce eighth notes to their students. Instead, I want to expose them to lots of different ways they could show their students how to play eighth notes and then let them choose what suits them best. Even better, 
I want to see what they can come up with after seeing how other people do it. Because sometimes they come up with things that are just brilliant. I will spare you the diatribe I could go on about how this approach to coursework has become a rarity in the university environment, (laughs) but I will say this, if you are coming to the MTNA conference in Reno this spring, (laughs) let's grab a coffee and hammer that one out together, shall we? (laughs) Anyway, back to the value of higher education. I'll share my experience with you so you can see where I'm coming from. So I did my undergrad degree at Kent State University in Northeast Ohio, and I grew up just about an hour away from that campus and never, ever planned on going there. (laughs) But I took an audition there basically as a formality, and I instantly connected with my would-be teacher there, whose name was Tommy Otten. And he ultimately left me there after my first two years to go to UNC Chapel Hill, at which point the fabulous Donna Lee took me on and gave me a great finish to my four years there. I hold a very strong belief that sometimes your best professors, particularly in music, are found at state schools with smaller programs. The reason being These are the teachers that are taking on the students that have the most progress to be made. It's one kind of professor to consistently take on students who have already established themselves to be the best of the best, but completely another take to bring on students with lingering technical deficiencies and or other weaknesses (laughs) and transform them into competent professionals. This has certainly been my experience in both my undergrad at Kent State and my master's degree at Ball State University. So by attending schools where I wasn't one of a million pianists, I received countless opportunities that I would not have received elsewhere. Particularly at Kent, you know, I collaborated with just about every student in that building at one point or another because I quickly found a nice little income stream playing for vocal lessons and other instrumental performances throughout the semester. I also landed gigs playing harpsichord with the flute ensemble on numerous occasions. I sang in some amazing ensembles, including multiple performances with the Cleveland Orchestra. I played regularly in all of the big master classes for people like Nalita True and Roberto Plano. And, you know, the list just goes on and on. I became like a go-to pianist in that building for just about any department need. (laughs) Much to my professor's dismay because they really wished I would have just focused on my solo work. (laughs) We had recital attendance requirements, you know, just like most programs do. And I would say I easily attended three to four recitals and concerts every week for those first four years. It was impressed upon us that if a guest artist was coming to campus, we were expected to be there. Now, sure, plenty of other people skipped out on a lot of those concerts, but not little rule follower me over here. And I learned so much about repertoire and programming through all of that concert attendance. I even grew a little local fan club 
I had several retired families who would contact me at the beginning of each semester and ask me whose recitals I was playing on so they could mark their calendars and come watch me. You know, I didn't exchange any contact information with those families when I moved to Indiana, and I still regret that to this day because they were so kind to me, and I would love to let them know what I'm up to now. I grew close with my faculty members and graduate students and studio mates, and we would lunch together and go out for drinks after concerts, and it was just such a beautiful time of life. The experience of working with your peers in class and ensembles and studio classes day in and day out was just something so very, very special, and I am so grateful for it. These are my biggest takeaways from my university experience, friends, and notice not a single one of them involved a specific class that I took. Now, believe me, I have lots of takeaways from those two, but I always feel like the importance of the entire experience gets lost when teachers start debating the value of university education. All right, so I say all of these things, realizing fully well that many of you are out there listening and thinking, well, it's too late for me, and knowing that returning to university as an adult is a very different experience than attending straight out of high school. And I agree, it is. If you're interested in hearing more about that experience, I would check out Amy Chaplin's podcast, the Piano Pantry podcast, specifically episode number 40, where Amy chats with my friend Valerie Merrill about their experiences going back to grad school as, like, fully grown adults. (laughs) That interview, by the way, is actually what inspired me to finally tackle this topic on the Beyond Measure podcast. When it comes down to it, the value of university education only balances out if you are truly there to soak up the educational experience. As many of you are all too aware, the gauntlet of higher education is all too often equated to a series of boxes that you just need to check off these days, rather than the pieces of working knowledge that you are accumulating as you go. I absolutely hate how expected it is now just to go straight into college and then straight into grad school. I mean, even though that's what I did. (laughs) There was a time when a doctoral dissertation was the crowning achievement on your career. And now it's something people routinely charge straight through and they don't gain full-time real-life experience until they have finished their terminal degree. It makes me kind of sad Though, I don't mean any offense if that was your chosen path, because had I not met my husband during my master's degree and been way more focused on being a wife than anything else, I would have done the exact same thing. I also know that there are extreme challenges with the financial aspects of university education, and for that reason, I am so happy that there are so many other more affordable ways of learning course-specific information. Access to affordable education is a very important issue for me, 
And honestly, it's one of the reasons I am making the move into teaching online courses for studio music teachers. In fact, here's a little secret for you. Once I finish up this semester at my current university, I am actually stepping out of the university teaching environment. Now, for me, truthfully, that's a decision based entirely on logistics and certainly not because I dislike the work I've been doing because I'm going to miss it very, very much. But at the end of the day, I know that there are so many studio teachers for whom going back to school for a pedagogy degree is just not an option. While I wish they could do so to gain that whole experience, my goal is to begin offering sound training and pedagogical concepts to help them fulfill their goals of lifelong learning in a way that doesn't financially destroy them. It's certainly not the same experience as going to university, but I am confident that it's going to help with that knowledge component. So friends, I guess it all sums up like this. The next time you come across studio teachers engrossed in the great university debate, perhaps you can offer this. With the right attention to continuing education, you can be an effective teacher without a music degree. But don't let your own insecurities about not having a music degree come out sideways and suggest that university education is a waste either, because it's not. The important thing is, whether you are taking an online class or a university course or sitting in a conference session or whatever, you have to keep a mindset of questions like, how can I grow from this? Or how is this material challenging me? Or how can I apply this information in a new way? Regardless of how you are receiving your education, if you are not asking yourself those three questions, you are not benefiting from the presented information in the way it's intended. All right, friends, and with that, I think we have all earned a toast. Music teacher friends from all around the world, look, it's like this. We all come into our own realms of expertise in unique ways. Can we just all collectively vow to avoid judging other teachers one way or the other based on university credentials? <laughs> yes, teachers can carry great worth without a music degree. It's true. <laughs> Likewise, yes, a collegiate education does provide incredible opportunities for growth and learning. And if a student approaches a degree program in the right way, that college education can provide a wealth of opportunities in terms of advanced thinking and connections made in the profession. Regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I know that you bring a special brand of expertise to your work. As always, let's choose to focus more on our shared missions, like changing the world one music lesson at a time, and less on who should or should not be doing what. Can we all just agree to that today? <laughs> That'd be great. 
cheers to you, my very knowledgeable music teacher friends. Hear, hear. All right, that's episode 103, friends. For more information on my first online course titled Studio Foundations, based on key principles that I've built my university pedagogy courses around, please visit the show notes for this episode or go to christinawhitlock.com foundations. The doors open on January 15th, but registration is open now for those of you who are ready to make the commitment. (laughs) Make sure we're friends on Instagram and Facebook, and if you haven't jumped on my email list, you can do that in the show notes as well. The holidays are coming, and you might find some surprises in email form coming your way. You just never know. Just for the record, I plan on taking next Monday off, so if you don't hear from me, try not to miss me too much. Or, well, actually, miss me plenty. That's fine. (laughs) Drop me a note and tell me you wish you got to hear from me next week, okay? Great. (laughs) Thanks so much, my friends. Until next Monday, or actually the Monday after that, onward and upward to continued education for all in whatever form that takes.